Thank you, Heavenly Father, for sending Jesus into the world. And I pray that everyone who is gathered here, everyone who is watching online, Lord, might not miss the greatest gift of all. And so would you awaken hearts and souls tonight? Would you awaken our minds that we would, just like little children, receive the incredible gift that you have for us in Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. As we come into the end of 2020, uh, which a lot of people would just say, thank God, uh, it has been a long, long year. And as I was reflecting over the year, it was January when we kicked off the year uh, with this little devotional booklet. I'm sure I'm probably the only one who has kept up with this little launch 2020 devotional. We had a, a rocket up here. We had an astronaut who uh, was with us in January, and it was a little devotional to bring us through the year. And I just want to read the opening paragraph of this because... It just shows you that I definitely do not have the gift of prophecy. Listen to this. This is what we gave you at the beginning of January in this year. Right now, you are spinning on the earth at 1,000 miles an hour, and each day, you will travel over a million miles at 67,000 miles per hour. On December 31st of 2020, you'll have traveled 584 million miles around the sun. So we challenge you to be intentional with your travel this year. I pray this book is a wonderful companion along your journey. And then these great words, may 2020 be a great year for you to connect with Jesus. I'm not sure if anybody would define 2020 as a great year for anybody, but it reminds me of just how crazy this year has been. It seems like that was more than a year ago that we were launching a year with all this optimism and all this hope, and then it began to get crazy. If there was ever a year that we needed some good news, uh, it is this year in 2020. So I want to focus on these words that were just read, particularly just one verse of these words that were spoken. Take a look at verse 10. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Man, we need some good news today. I I love looking and reading through different news feeds. And one of the things that was coming up here at the beginning of December of the month, it had sort of a year in review of everything that had gone on. And so the most Google searches that were going on, and that was very interesting to me, because what is the most things that Google had searched over the years? And you might have seen this little article is in CNN. Here's what Googled this year as they tried to make sense of 2020. You can probably guess some of them. Some of them you started to go back in time for. Kobe Bryant was one of the highest searched this year after his tragic death. We had George Floyd. He made the top list of searches in 2020. COVID made the top search, as did election results made the top search in 2020. A lot of people trying to make sense of a crazy world, and what happened is not only did they ask what, but Google went on in this little article, and I pulled out this little paragraph of this, because one of the most searched things was this question, why? As people tried to make sense of the overwhelming barrage of news in 2020, global queries, including the word why, such as why was the NBA postponed, why is toilet paper sold out? were searched more than any other year before. 
the word why. I imagine you ask that question a lot over this last year, why? God, I don't understand why. And it's a good question to ask. It's not just for little toddlers to ask a question. It's a good question for us to enter why. And one of the things I've, I've found over my years is often there's not really any good answers to why questions. I haven't found any really good answers to why questions because even if you can answer, it doesn't really help, does it? Why did this happen? Even if you knew why it all happened, it doesn't really help the angst inside your soul. But I have found that you can always answer who questions. In other words, who are you going to trust? Who are you going to cling to when it seems like the world is chaotic and the world is out of order? And it just seems like you're standing in quicksand and you don't know if you're going to make it. Who are you going to go and grab a hold of in that moment? Well, the answer for followers of Jesus, well, Jesus, that's who I want to hold on to. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, I hope you'll consider following Jesus. I hope you'll just think about him differently, that Christmas isn't just a neat little story that we have. It was God entering into the chaos of the world. And so 2,000 plus years ago, the world was very chaotic. Rome was ruling the world, and these little group of followers of God weren't even living in their own land in freedom. They were oppressed by a foreign nation. And it was crazy, and they had been waiting and waiting and waiting for God to show up. And this particular year, Caesar decides this is a great year. This would be a great year to have a census. And so now all craziness ensues with that. Did I do something? I don't hear myself anymore. You all right? There you are. All right, now we're back. And so craziness ensues in that moment. Because all of a sudden now everybody's got to travel to their own hometown. And so you have the story of a young teenage pregnant Mary, not even married yet to Joseph, and they're traveling to Bethlehem. And so they're traveling some 85 miles from where they're at while she's pregnant into the city of David. This is just chaotic, this first Christmas. I imagine a lot of them were sitting around just wondering why on earth this year, of all years, do we have to go through all of this. Well, as we look back over time, I think there are some reasons that they had to travel all the way to Bethlehem. God was leading little breadcrumbs crumbs along the way. And what God was doing is just giving us little signs that these things, years ago, I predicted were gonna happen, came true. So when it looks like the world is chaotic and everything is out of control, I want you to know that I'm in control of all things. And so God leaves some of those breadcrumbs. I'll just give you a few of these really quickly. The prophet Isaiah, some 800 years before Jesus said, there's gonna be a forerunner. There's gonna be somebody who comes before Jesus. We know that to be John the Baptist who came and prepared the way for Jesus to come. So he had predicted that was gonna happen. It's, this child is gonna be born in Bethlehem. 
So they knew that's where. And that's why Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem because that is where God promised that child was going to be born. God had been in control of history all along. Isaiah prophesied it's going to be born of a virgin. This is no ordinary birth of a child. This is extraordinary. This is God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. It's going to be from the line of David, Jeremiah writes. And so all of these, these are just a few of the prophecies of Jesus coming into the world. And what God is doing in that moment is stepping into the chaos of the world. Because leading up to that point, what people had tried to do is they had tried to follow God and they would fail. And then they would try to follow God again and they would fail. And they'd try to follow God again and they would fail again and again and again. The cycle over and over and over. And God says, I am going to do it for you because you can't. And I'm going to come into the world in the form of Jesus. This is the good news that we have. This is the good news because we don't have to work our way to God because God has already worked his way to us. This is when the angel spoke and said, I bring you good news. This is the good news he was bringing. That there is a savior who is coming into the world, into the chaos and the craziness and the brokenness of the world. God enters. And so the angel says, this is good news that will cause great joy for all the people. It's not really great joy for everyone, just to be honest. King Herod didn't think it was such great news that caused him a lot of great joy. It caused him a lot of angst. Uh, Herod uh, was a little bit crazy. He was not a very good um, guy if you were a family member of his because very often what they would do is if anybody got even close to uh, threatening his reign, uh, he would just have them put to death. So it was not good news for King Herod. This was not great joy for him. It's not great joy for people who don't follow Jesus. But for those that do, this is great joy. In November, we had done a series and just on generosity, and we were sort of camped out in a section of the Bible uh, called 2 Corinthians uh, 8 and 9. It's a great section of Scripture. But in, in the middle of this talk about generosity, he captures really the whole spirit of God in, in these verses. And I, I just, I, when I came across, we preached this in November, I said, man, I want to bring this back out. Because if you don't really understand who Jesus is or why he came, this to me really explains it. Take a look at 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for a lot of people, they don't know the grace. They, they know the guilt and they know the shame. They, they know the laws that they don't keep up. He said, no, you know the grace. This is the forgiveness. This is why Jesus came into the world. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, that God, Jesus, being very God himself, had everything at his disposal. What did he do with that? He didn't come into the world to be served, but rather he became poor, and he'd emptied himself of every right that he had as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Why would he do something like that? So that through his poverty, you might become rich. This is such a beautiful picture of the gift of Jesus to the world. 
that this is why God came into the world. He, he gave up everything that he had and he gave it up willingly so that you could receive the riches of God, so you could be reconciled with God, so you wouldn't have to work your way to God, that you could have peace with God in the midst of a world of chaos. You could have peace and joy with him. I like talking to people that don't follow Jesus. I love having those conversations with people. And, and I know if you're not one of those followers of Jesus and you're here today or watching online, I have a feeling I know what you're thinking. I don't really need Jesus' riches. I'm fine on my own. I don't really need anything from him. And I just want to ask you a question today. Am I fine without him? Am I really fine without him? Because if your answer to that is, yeah, I think I'm fine without Jesus. My life is just perfectly fine without him. Let me give you a follow-up question. Then why aren't you satisfied? I haven't met too many people that really are satisfied that aren't following Jesus. They're always just looking around the corner. Man, I'm just, I'm just this far away from just making it. Man, if I could just get just a little bit more money, man, then I'm going to be satisfied. If I could just get that promotion, then I'm going to be satisfied. If I could just get that date, man, I could be satisfied. If I could just get a good health report, then I'm going to be satisfied. And there's always something just around the corner. Am I really satisfied? That's why the angel came to proclaim. And I love this sentence. I hope this just rings in your ears this Christmas season. This is a message of good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. This is what I really love because it's for all the people. It's for the King Herod's of the world that could care less uh, about Jesus. It's for people who could care less about following Jesus. It's for people that have never stepped foot into a church before, who are only come on Christmas. This is for you. I came for all people. This is the heartbeat of God, that God in his compassion and mercy and grace and love says, no, I've come for all people. This is not a secret gift for a secret society. This is for all people. And so he announces it to all people. He goes to the shepherds and announces it to them. He announces it to the world. He says, I want the world to know that you are mine. I don't know if you got caught up with the Christmas star, as they called it. I was so glad my wife and her wisdom um, decided Monday night, like, let's go look at it Monday because we've got a very clear sky and it's not going to get that much closer, 0.1%, and it's only going to get just a little bit closer than it is. So Monday will be a good day to look at it. And so we pulled out our telescope and we're looking in the sky and I'm just overwhelmed by that for the first time in 800 years that those two planets have become that close and you can just see it with the naked eye in the sky. And as I thought of that, I thought, why did that happen in 2020? Out of all the years it could have happened, it could have been 799 years and happened last year, and it would have been a blip on the radar. I have a feeling God has something deeper with that star. It could have happened next year, but it happened this year, in 2020, in the midst of 
the evil, the hatred, the COVID. God sent a star again that you could see planets lining up, shining bright in the sky. In verse 11, right after the angel's announcements, here's what he says. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He's been born to you, to you, for all people. People aren't interested in Jesus. He's been born for you. He came for you. You matter to God enough that he came for you. See, good news of of great joy really demands a, a response. You can't have good news uh, that will bring great joy for all of the people and, and not do anything with that. The shepherds did something with that that night. And let's go to Bethlehem. Let's check this thing out that the angels just told us about. Let's, let's, get, let's get out of here and go. And so they went and they found Jesus. Wise men came from afar. Man, we've seen his star in the east. We've come to worship him. And this good news of great joy for all of the people demands a response. This, this season, if you're a follower of Jesus, you might have heard the term Advent before. That's that season that leads up to Christmas. That's sort of what our Advent wreath is up here for in the four different candles. We like that in the four Sundays leading up and in anticipatory event for Christmas where we light the middle candle. <laughs> And we celebrate that Jesus has come into the world. So Advent is all about waiting on God. In the Old Testament, they were waiting for the Messiah to be sent. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited. And it seemed like God had forgotten about them. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited. And finally, Jesus enters into the world. And so after Jesus came, uh, we just sort of took this tradition of waiting and anticipating and getting ready. And, And we just brought that into the church and said, we want to take some time to be ready for Jesus to come. But I'd love to flip that a little bit tonight. What if God is waiting on you? What if God is waiting on you tonight to let your guard down and just receive the gift of Jesus today? What if that's all? that's standing between you and an intimate relationship with the God who created you and loves you? What if all that's getting in the way is you responding to this good news of great joy for all the people? I have a feeling there are a lot of people who have heard about Jesus and they walk away and there's some people who've heard about Jesus and what he has done and their life has been transformed and people who are Jesus followers say, man I would never turn I would never want to leave Jesus because what I have from him I have life and I have forgiveness I have hope I have joy in my heart regardless of the circumstances of my life so why is it that that some people grab a hold of that gift and, and other people let it go and what a shame it would be if somebody just gave you a precious gift, 
spent a lot of money on this gift. And they gave it to you. And you never grabbed a hold of it. You never utilized it. And it just sat there. And don't let Jesus sit there tonight. I want to encourage you to respond today. I'm going to give you one very, very simple step, and maybe this is a step that will bring transformational change to your life. There's nothing magical about it, but I want to invite you to do this. If, if God is tugging at your heart today, and you're like, I, I'd like, I think, in this year that's been crazy, I need some hope. I, I need some joy. I, I need Jesus in my life. I've got a lot of why questions I've never really thought about a who question, and I want to grab a hold of this Jesus today. I just want to invite you to take one very simple step, and that's simply to text the word, uh, I believe. I believe. You can pull out your phone right now. I believe. 833-440-0137. I believe. And I'm not going to pretend something magical happens, but I do know. But when you respond to what God has placed in your heart, when you just take one little step of faith, something as simple as that, just text the word, I believe, that the Spirit of God moves. And I'm praying that he'll move in your heart tonight. If you text that, you'll get a text response back. Because it really does. I have been praying about this, that God, would you just speak and change hearts tonight? That this, as we get ready to close out a year of 2020, would you just come and awaken souls tonight? And so you'll get an invitation um, to click on a link, and you can ask, if you would like, to have a coach come alongside you and help you to know this Jesus, maybe answer some of your questions that you have tonight. We don't want to leave you on your own. We want to come alongside you and introduce you to this Jesus that's transformed my life and transformed so many of the hearts and the lives around you. And tonight is a night that we celebrate. God came into the world, and it is good news. Because God came to us. We didn't have to work our way to him. God came to us. It's good news, and it's great joy for all of the people. And we pray that that is true uh, in your heart tonight.